Hi everyone, a quick reminder that Angel Heart Radio program should not be used to replace your legal, medical or professional advice nor your own sound judgment. There's lots for you on angellight777.com. There's guidance, there are freebies, there are wonderful ways to help you to connect with the angels and with their love for you. everyone. I'm Annette McCoy and it's my pleasure to be with you. So wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's show, the age of Aquarius, what can we expect? Interesting. And that's coming up very shortly. Are you listening for the first time? Is Angel Heart Radio new to you? you are a very very special welcome and may I encourage you to visit why not give yourself an extra treat and visit Anaya's own website angellight777.com that will give you even more information and you also find out lots of information about the angels And Anaya can help you with that. Are you aware that angels exist? Do you know that the angels are there to assist us? Every day, all we need to do is ask. How special is that? Now, it's my great pleasure to welcome to the microphone today's (laughs) special guest and Janet is with me every month, which is absolutely fabulous. Janet Hickox, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The thing is, here we are previewing the age of Aquarius. Is it utopia or what? Well, everybody, I believe, has their um, opinions or, you know, even the conditioning from all around us that tells them, you know, what the age of Aquarius is supposed to be about. And... was really interesting. I did this talk just a little bit ago, and people had all kinds of uh, thoughts about this age of Aquarius. And he, here we are. It's a very technological age. Aquarius actually is the sign that we think of that rules technology and the internet and invention and all this wonderful stuff, yet it fails us consistently, <laughs> as in today. Right? <laughs> technology uh-huh. failed me completely. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting chat as we reveal this because I think the the song that you know we all resonated to the the dawning of the age of Aquarius really set us up to believe that this was going to be a show a show uh, uh, it was going to be a show on earth where we in some way we're going to be returning to some kind of golden age or into some kind of a utopian existence and Mm -hmm. so we totally neglected to think about that any sign, any planet has both a positive or high expression as well as the more negative low expression of those energies. And of course, when you're talking about an age which lasts about 2,100 years, 2,150 years, um, you can bet that the first years of that age are going to be the dicey ones. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the ones where we're learning the most <laughs> lessons around <laughs> um, <laughs> what what we're you know going to ultimately create. Hopefully, is a utopian world where a man is uh, humane 
and it, mm-hmm. it's characterized by, you know, love and joy and oneness and all of that. But we've got a road to get there first. And so that's kind of the way I want to focus this today is, you know, we've got all these standing energies, but are we expressing them yet? Right. right. We have this we we have this Pollyanna sort of view, at least I do. Hey, any moment now we're we're gonna be in oneness. We're gonna forget separation. Stop having the rich and the poor, uh, the black and the white. We're gonna stop having Christians hating the Muslims and and all the. And I'm not I'm not saying that all Christians hate Muslims because I know I'll get mail on that one. Um, but the separation idea is you know long overdue and it's time to get out of our experience. Um, mm-hmm. So. So I thought what we would do is kind of go back and talk about what is an age, because I think people might have not a a real good understanding about what that is. So I'm going to try not to wax too scientific, though. So forgive me if I don't go into the depth of what this means. But essentially, age is a product of the Earth's slow processional, precessional rotation and lasts for approximately 2,100 years. Um, and it, it's if you take the 12 zodiac signs and you multiply that by 2100 years or 2160 to be exact, you get 26,000 years. And in that 26,000 years, the earth would have moved through all of the 12 zodiac signs. So, right. we, spend a, so we spend a good chunk of time in any one age. And the age then is characterized by the sign that is arising with the sun on the spring equinox. Now that is a long way of saying that against the back of the stars in the sky, the sun at the moment of the spring equinox, whatever sign it rises in is the sign of the age we are in. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So the age of Aquarius begins when the mm-hmm. March equinox point, right, March 21st or 20th, whichever one it happens to be that year, moves out of Pisces into Aquarius. Now, the International, let's see, what's that called? The International Astronomical Association or something like that in the 1930s, they determined what the boundaries of each of the constellations was going to be. In other mm-hmm. words, how wide across the field of the sky was going to be any one sign. And where astrologers, we give 30 degrees to all of the signs. So we would have said as astrologers that after a sign of 30 degrees is passed through, then it should be done, right? And we're in the age of the next sign. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly how it works in the sky because like signs – Scorpio take up only six degrees of the 360 degrees of the zodiac or ecliptic plane, we'll call it, where a sign like a Pisces is a little bit more than 30 degrees. Right. So we, we have this idea that some ages based on the constellations would be longer than others. So it's really difficult to pinpoint exactly when an age started. You have to know exactly mm-hmm. when the age of Pisces started in order to know exactly when the age of Aquarius starts. <laughs> so there's a right. lot of different right. ideas out there as to when the 
age of Pisces began. And so consequently, there are a lot of ideas about when the age of Aquarius will begin or has it begun. I've heard the date 11-11-11 was the date of the age of Aquarius dawned. I've heard December 21st, 2012. I've heard 500 years ago. I've heard mm. 500 years from now. Right. So there's this wow. this variety of information. Mm-hmm. And so how can we really tell if we are in an age, if we are have if we've dawned the age of Aquarius yet? And and here's my thinking of it. Let's look at the evidence of the energies of the sign of Aquarius showing up in our outer world. Right? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? In the in the age yes. of Pisces, our symbology is all about the things that we re- that remind us of the fishes, even uh, religions at that point. The dawning of Pisces brought with us the dawning of Christianity, and the Piscean fishes show up as a symbol of Christianity or uh, the energy of Christ. And right. so, we, water a very huge symbol of uh, the age of Pisces. Again, you know. Showing up in all of the mythologies around uh, the religious Christianity. So, if we look at the evidence now of what would be the resemblance, what would be the symbols of the age of Aquarius? Well, Aquarian traits and ideals are all about science, technology, innovation, things like science fiction, even. Um, some of the more idealistic traits are that of being humanitarian of a community as opposed to the individual, uh, groups, friendships. Uh, on the more positive scale, we have originality and open-mindedness, fair, logical energies. And on the more negative side, we have the more detached, destructive, overly rational or irrational, unemotional energies. So if we really look, if we step back and get out of our heads and get out of the, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius things, we might be able to see that we've probably been firmly planted in the age of Aquarius for a while. As seen by, especially the technology, technology has soared, especially in the last hundred years. Right. Um, If you you just Mm. take, if you take one thing like the telephone, look at how the telephone since the 1850s when, or 1890s, I can't remember when it was exactly that the telephone was first, you know, play but look at where it is just a hundred years later let's say let's pick the year 1890 just look in 1990 where telephones were right we were mm-hmm. already you know into that high technology idea of cell phones i mean just the telephone alone and how we communicate has changed so drastically sure. so i would even think about um the new age movement right which began you know different have different dates. I mean, some people think it began in the Victorian age. Again, it takes us right back to the 1800s. Uh, or did it really start in the 1960s with the song, The Dawning of Age Aquarius, and the freedom mm. movements and things like that that happened then? Um, either way you look at it, one of the major tenets of the new age was unity. Oneness was the idea of uh, a collective sort of lifting up of one another. So honestly, I would believe that we have already entered into this age. If we mm-hmm. haven't, I would be so entirely surprised, right? Um, 
so when we're talking about the age of Aquarius, we also can look at the planet that rules Aquarius, and we have a dual rulership in Aquarius. The uh, traditional ruler of Aquarius was Saturn, the more uh, newer, more uh, modern ruler of Uranus, or, I mean of Aquarius is Uranus. So with Uranus, mm-hmm. we have that rebellious sort of eccentric, offbeat, kind of the marches to the beat of its own drummer kind of thing. So we also get this idea then that this age is going to be different, right? It's going to have a unique signature to it. And I think some of the problems that we see developing in the outer world at this moment in time are unique and are things that we've not had to deal with before in our history as humans on the planet. To the point even now that we, we have the ability to destroy the planet and have, you know, in some people's estimation – um, gone beyond the point in which we could save the planet, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean for humanity? And and I think that drives our quest to become interplanetary uh, denizens, right? That that we become uh, obsessed almost with this uh, search for life on other planets, and also obsessed with getting to Mars. Right. So when I when I take a look at all of that, I feel like the evidence is very clear that we are now in the age of Aquarius. And I think one mm-hmm. of the negative things that we see that is really in our face at the moment is the range for this sign runs from the humane to the inhumane. And where do we find ourselves right now? I think we find ourselves teetering on the edge of some of the powers that be really don't care about the people at all. They only care about the dollars, right, or mm. for them. And I think what we're seeing then is the potential for the most negative aspects of this Aquarian age to manifest or the ones that we'll have to grapple with before we can get to the idea of oneness. You know, Annette, it's really interesting to me. I, I did a class one time down in Portland, Oregon, and it was yeah. really based on the Mayan. I was based on the Mayan calendar. And what I was telling people during this class was that the end of the Mayan calendar was really a testament to the evolution of consciousness and how the evolution of consciousness was that of bringing us to oneness. Almost every person in that class had an uh, almost down over that idea. Why? Because they they equated oneness with the loss of individuality. Like right. if we're all if we're going to be one world, if we're going to be one globe, if we're going to be one people, what does that mean for me as an individual? What am I giving up in this world in order to be a part of oneness, to be a part of unity? See, that's interesting Janet because you're saying um, that it's a time um, of a lot of negativity with our rulers however I see that as an opportunity for the masses we people to band together it's our chance to stand up and say this is what we want we want to look after each other and Mm -hmm. for me oneness is about love Awesome, because that is exactly where I was headed with this whole thing, is that the idea of of oneness and the idea of us looking outside of ourselves to find that is no longer going to serve us. 
And what we really are seeing then in Aquarius with its community-mindedness, its idea of group mind, of its idea of humanitarian ideals, is the power of the people. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean power like rulership. I mean that we as individuals coming together in a community or uh, in a, a group can affect change. We saw it in, in the U.S., and I don't know about in Australia, but we saw it in the U.S. with the grassroots movement that ultimately uh, put Bernie Sanders on the map. I mean, we mm-hmm. no one really knew who he was. He was this, you know, kind of obscure figure until the people started resonating with that energy and started pushing him outward into the world. And uh, some interesting happened just a few weeks back I was um, I don't know if I was listening to a news program I'm not sure exactly how it came about but I noticed that uh, I think it was the governor of New York said well who cares if Trump doesn't sign the global climate deal in Paris we as a citizenry of New York are going to still those changes that that climate deal was projecting for us, which was a a reduction in in our carbon footprint. And I was like, hallelujah. California Mm -hmm. said the same thing. I don't know if Washington and Oregon will follow suit, but usually the whole of the West Coast is very environmentally oriented. So they said, we don't need the federal government to mandate to us that we need cleaner air. We're going to do it on our own. We're going to encourage our people to, you know, follow that that idea of lowering our carbon footprint. And I, I mean, it mm-hmm. gave me chills. It gave me chills because I think that's the high side of this potential is that we, the people have the power. We have the voice. And all we, we have do. to do is come together in that. That's where one really shines. It's not you losing mm-hmm. your individuality or you losing your individuality voice at all it's you joining your gifts your talents your beauty your your hopes your dreams your aspirations together with those of other people and creating something awesome new and exciting a potentially high-sided utopian world it's probably going to take us some time to get there though (laughs) and in the meantime And in the meantime, we're going to have to traverse these canyons, right? These icy pinnacles of things like artificial intelligence, virtual reality, Mm -hmm. and artificial realities, um, robots, and do robots displace humans in jobs? And so, you know, can the machines become intelligent in a way that humans are? Can they gain consciousness? Um, Does science go too far? Right? Mm. We're going to have many of these things to sort of have to bridge as humans in order to um, make this world the way that we want it. And, you know, we are at a point now where we're going to get a taste of this, a foretaste of this. As you mm-hmm. know, planets have moved the outer ones, so Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, and in some respects Saturn, uh, all create opportunities for us to change on a collective basis. They're, they're not so much individual and in how they affect us, but they are collective. And so as the outer planets have been transiting through the sign of Aquarius, these ideals have been taking form, right? This technology has been coming into play. And Uranus, 
was already in Aquarius at the same time Neptune was about five years ago, four years, five years ago now. And Mm -hmm. that we are looking at Saturn and Jupiter conjuncting at zero degrees of Aquarius uh, on the winter solstice of 2020. So just a couple of years from now. So we're going to get to see some more energy of evolution and the energy of creating structure to support that evolution in play here within just three years, two and a half years, for God's sakes. I mean, it's already mm-hmm. July almost. Right. And lastly, Pluto, which is a, a planet that empowers the sign he is running through, is going to be moving into Aquarius as we get into 2023. And uh, in fact, it says, uh, let's see, I have the actual date written down here somewhere. And of course, now I don't know (laughs) what that date is, but I know it's 2023. And the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius was in the 1700s at the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. So we see what kind of push Pluto and Aquarius had then. Mm-hmm. Because all of the, the technologies now would, would, are of the benefit that we reached by some of the innovation and things that happened in the 1700s. And now Pluto will be moving back into Aquarius again and empowering automation, perhaps, or robots. We even have already cars that drive themselves. We have backup cameras, yes. cars, cars that can you know, help us um, park Right, and it's, it's just kind of fascinating. All this kind of stuff is available to us now technologically that uh, we're was born out of the last Pluto in Aquarius transit almost what 240 years ago, 250 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating. But along with the energy of this technology and this this energy of of innovation came evolution. Because we also know that in the mid-1700s, at least here in America, we were undergoing an American revolution. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have one other little piece coming up, and that's Uranus moving into Gemini, which won't be about 2023, 2025, when the potential, every time Uranus has uh, been in the sign of Gemini, we have undergone major wars especially here in the U.S. I mean, I charted the U.S. I don't, I'm not as familiar with the history of other countries. So, for example, the last time Uranus was in Gemini and Pluto was Aquarius was the Declaration of Independence, the Revolutionary War. Um, Uranus was next in Gemini when Lincoln was elected and the Civil War began in this country. And Uranus was again in Gemini when Pearl Harbor was attacked. So we have some of this murky water, this testing time as a part of our experience of moving fully into the age of Aquarius. But as you pointed out, Annette, we have a choice, right? We weren't as conscious in those years as we are now of what war brings. And I really encourage people to undertake the power in themselves in the coming together with people of like mind to empower the population to stand up for what is right, right? For what is good, for what is humane. Otherwise, mm-hmm. are we doomed? Are we doomed then to repeat the mistakes of the past? I hope not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm. Honest, honestly, I see that the choice is ours. 
because yes. consciousness here, right? We have consciousness now. Not that we didn't have consciousness then, but we sort of were at the behest of powers greater than us, evolutionary powers that, that we weren't really as humans tapped into, right? There's this long-term 26,000 year long cycle of um, evolution occurring where humans were not necessarily aware of what was going on. As the Mayan calendar came to an end in December of 2012, more rightly actually in October of 2011, we beca- the, the, strings, the puppet strings were cut, meaning that we were now matured enough as a species, as a, as a you know, character on the world stage, on the, uh, the galactic stage, to take some measure of responsibility for where we go from here. And mm-hmm. it's like the 18-year-old, right? In most countries, I think, you know, the age of majority is 18, let's say. Some countries, I know it's like 21, but let's say 18. And the parents cut the strings, right? Because now you're considered an adult and you have to take responsibility for all of your actions, Right. If you do something mm-hmm. wrong, you're going to pay for it as an adult. And I think that's kind of where we as humanity are right now. The puppet strings have been cut. We're this pseudo teenager adult um, uh, race or uh, species. Let's yeah, say. I see. Mm-hmm. see what I'm saying with this. So, so of course we're floundering yeah, I- a bit. Do see where you're going with this. Now, Janet, can I suggest that we go for a station break? And when we come back, will you be so kind as to do some readings? Because I know that one person has connected with you off air, and there is another lady uh, waiting patiently. Maybe she's dropped out. If you're on the switchboard and you would like a reading with Janet, please raise your hand by pushing uh, number one. Does that suit you, Janet? Absolutely. Good. All right, everybody. Stay tuned for interesting information about one of our regular presenters. Are you looking for a kinesiologist? Are you looking for someone who is compassionate, down-to-earth, professional, respectful, and will see you for the whole being that you are? Marnie Perna owns and operates Kinique, a specialised kinesiology and natural therapy clinic in Brisbane's beautiful leafy suburb, Mango Hill. At Kinique, you are special and you will be treated with the utmost respect and dignity. Your cares and issues are of importance to Mani. She will take you on the journey of identifying the healing that is in your highest good. Call Mani on 0407 029 943 or email info at com. That's K-I-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And of course, you'll find Marnie on Facebook. And you'll find Marnie on Angel Heart Radio next week with me. Something to look forward to. I'm Annette McCoy. You're listening to Angel Heart Radio. And with me is Janet Hickox. And we're talking about the age of Aquarius. What can we expect? Janet, there is a lovely, very special lady on 
the switchboard. <laughs> Welcome, Anaya Joy Holily. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Hi, Janet. How are you, my dear? I am extremely well, thank you. Feeling very optimistic. And I, uh-huh. I have gained such insight on lots of levels about everything you've been speaking this, about today, uh, your tonight. So thank you so much for that. You are most welcome. So I have your chart up in front of me, my dear. And um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life and how I can help mm. you tonight, today. Thank you, Janet. Well, the, the big thing I really want to know about <laughs> is <laughs> with Angel Heart Radio. Now, you know, being the spearhead for one of the better term for Angel Heart Radio, um, my energy obviously is a great influence and we are looking for a new home. We're moving from Blog Talk Radio and we need a new home with fabulous sound, people, you know, to be able to call in. Um, and I'm sort of floundering a little bit. There's a bit of information here, a bit of information there, but nothing's really flowing. Uh, so I'm hoping that you might be able to help me with that because obviously my energy is also influencing what's happening uh, with Angel Heart Radio. <laughs> I know, shock. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's just such a shock. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll be able to help me so that I can be a, a little, have a bit more clarity. Well, let me tell you this. If you find a better uh, platform, then I'm going to take Living Astrology and move there with you because I have become very dis- disenchanted uh, with yes. the way things are going on this particular platform. And so I do have a couple of ideas that I've researched myself and share that off air. Um, in the meantime, though, looking at your chart personally, since Angel Heart Radio is really a creation of yours, we can look to your own chart to see where things are happening in your chart, and that would be reflected, of course, in the way Angel Heart Radio is going. Does that make sense? Absolute sense, yeah. Okay. So here's the beauty. Now, I'm going to tell you I'm not so sure that things are going to happen fast. I have a feeling there's going to be these fits and starts in this process, and that's okay. Because I think by the time you get to the autumn, well, Let's see, it would be my autumn, so that would be your spring. Mm -hmm. Things are going to change. Because Jupiter, you personally have just undergone in the last uh, eight months, Jupiter return. And what that means, Anaya, is that when Jupiter comes back, it's 12 years, by the way, for it to go around the chart completely. So every 12 years, we have new um, sort of educational, evolutionary uh, impulse that starts. So if we're on a spiral, if we think of our growth as a spiral, then you're on a new swing of the spiral. Does that make sense now? Like 12 yes, years yes, of does. growth and then we're on this new layer of that growth. And as we begin to move into um, the month, let's say September, maybe even August, you're probably going to see some more real movement in this area because Jupiter will move out of the house it's in right now into your fifth house of creativity and expression of that creativity, self-expression. And when it does that, it is going to begin opposing the planet Uranus at the other end uh, in your 11th house where you make money by what you are doing in the world, where your dreams hopes and aspirations become concrete and not just ideas. In the fifth house, they're kind of ideas 
and ways in which we want to create. In the 11th house, they actually get manifested. So that's coming. And so what you're seeing right now is that time, you know, it's always like the longest night before the day. <laughs> I mean, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, we have these kind of sayings, you know. It's always the, the hardest part is that, that last bit that you have to finish before you can move on to the new path. And what you're finishing right now is the foundation, the bottom layer, the roots, right, of what you are standing upon. And which means to me that, you know, if you're moving on to a new platform, perhaps it's more technologically advanced. Maybe it has more that you have to learn. Perhaps there is more innovation involved in the new platform that allows for more. But you got to set your foundation first. And that's what you need to be looking at right now. It's the foundation before the new expression of Angel Heart or Anea can even be brought out. It's very hopeful, okay, and it's very a optimistic. A lot of sense. It makes it so is. much sense <laughs> yeah. in so it's, many areas, and it explains yeah. so much. Because here's what happens for me. Uh, look, I've got a Gemini rising, and I can get really caught up in my head, you know, about of maybe course. I'm not doing yeah. it right. Maybe I look over here. Maybe I better do that. Oh, maybe I didn't spend enough time. And then I just, you know, deplete myself. So that's great. So I know now to pull all that back. And just work mm-hmm. on the foundation and not expect and it, results this minute. Right, mm. exactly. Um, but I do have some other good news for you, and that is as we move into the month of July, and I wish I had the date off the top. I want to say mid so July 14, 15, Venus is going to move out of the sign of Taurus where she has, she's kind of dogging your 12th house. So she's hopefully helping you be exposed the underbelly, the parts that you haven't looked at yet, the sabotaging behaviors or be the um, the fears, the blocks or limits that you've placed upon yourself in this. And yep. she will burst across your ascendant into Gemini as we get into uh, mid to late July. That is going to help this whole expression of Jupiter's move ultimately into the fifth house because you're going to have a healthy financial picture. You're going to have a healthy value system. Place. You're going to place your, you're going to place worth on the right things that you want for your listeners, perhaps, or for your, your broadcaster. Yes. So th- these are like little cogs, you know, in the wheels that are just kind of clicking into place before the ultimate big move and change can actually happen. Oh, now, this is wonderful because I've been thinking – sorry, Janet, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want you to think. This is so wonderful for me because <laughs> because I've been setting my intentions. What I've been doing is I've, I've I've gained a little bit of clarity just recently, actually, that what I've been doing is I've been trying to figure it out instead of simply setting clear intentions. So mm. I've been letting go of the how and setting clear intentions and not even concerning myself with how it's going to come about. So what you've just said makes absolute clear sense to me yes absolutely um there's something else that i wanted to say about this you know the i'm looking right now for your human design chart because i know i have it because i wrote all over it and then i sent it to you (laughs) (laughs) it looked so decorated i thought i'd done a mural i mean it was like you know a (laughs) one class artwork (laughs) the way that i did that and i thought oh my god i hope she can 
sort of follow my pathway through this um, because I want to know that I tell every one of my human design clients now, your job is not to figure out anything. That's God's job. That's source's job. That's mm. universe's job. Your job is not to figure out anything. If you're in the how of something, you're in the wrong place because your job is to be in the what of something. Mm. What do I want? What do I desire? Right? That's your job. Your job is not to get in there and try to monkey with and get your mind involved in how it's all going to come together. Okay? So that should take some pressure off of you. Stay out of that, that what. And, or stay, excuse me. Stay out of that how and get into the how, yeah. Right? Your job. And, and you know, the, the, the sign of Aquarius actually rules the 11th house, which is where your hopes and dreams and aspirations are. So there's where we at first get this idea of, of the Aquarian age being equated with uh, utopia. Um, because what it means for us is that we create from a place other than fear. Wow, how exciting mm. is that? Yep. How exciting is that? <clears throat> I mean, isn't that, that just makes me get titillated. To use a Jason yes. word, titillated. <laughs> that, that we can. Wow, wow, wow! It makes me feel like I'm sparkling in that energy. I can sparkle in that energy, which is brilliant. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely brilliant, mm. like diamond shining bright. You know, because once we get to, to the point where we start creating from the what we desire, and then we see that we get it that it's created for us in a way that we could never have done if we were in there with our heads trying to figure it out. Life for everyone on this planet begins to get so much better, so yeah. much easier. Yeah. Mm. In yeah. a way that I don't think so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm looking at your human design chart. I finally found it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so you okay? Are, do we have other people in the queue and that are waiting well, we for do, me to do and, reading? And there's another. And, well, we, there was another one right you were here. going to do, Janet. Okay, so let yeah. me say this and, as quickly like, as I can. Okay. All right, because this is important for everybody that's listening. Good. In the head, the head in human design is a place of ideas and inspiration. But the gates in the head that we try to express through are called the gates of madness. Why? Because we get into our heads and we try to figure things out. And the more we think, the more that we think, the more that we think, the less that we're able to figure out anything. The more confusion yeah. sets in. The more we doubt what's being said or what we should do. So stay out of your head. Get back down into your body and get your inner yes and no. Uh-huh or uh-uh to the questions that you have to and, and get to your what, right? Only okay. the what. Only the what. Got it. The what. Mm. What do you That's want? Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are thank most you. welcome, honey. <laughs> I can't wait. Keep me posted. Oh. I'll be going I'll with you. Posted and we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk off air and I'll share everything right. I, I learned with you as well. Mm. Thank okay, you, Janet, great. so much. You're welcome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank right. you, Anaya. Thank you, thank you, Annie. Thank you, darling. Now, okay. Janet, 
You have uh-huh. a reading for a lovely lady in the UK, I believe. I do. I have her chart. I did not get her name. So I have her listed as Angel Heart Listener. So I, I would love I would love her first name. Okay, and Anaya has that, but she has gone. Is our our listener on the line? No, no. Unlike Simon, who listens to us regardless of the time, I well, this lady might be, but I I felt that um, no, she was going to listen to the podcast, which of course is available to everybody. And when people have readings, it's wonderful, especially if they're live, it's wonderful to think that you can go back and revisit what has been said because sometimes um, it can be a little all too much at the one time. We don't necessarily take it all in. So... Can you give a general something, or is it better to have yeah. the lady's name? Well, I, I mean, usually I, I, I feed off of the energy of the people that are, I shouldn't say I feed off of it, but it inspires me. Right. It opens me up when I have that person on the line with me. So I can right. take a more mechanical look, of course, at her chart and see. Um, I think, you know, the, the information that got to me is that she was experiencing a lot of emotional energy, a lot of sensitivity. And indeed, right. her um, her chart has the sun, Mercury, and Mars all transiting through the sign of cancer. Very delicate place in her chart. And that is the place of values and self-worth. And so anytime the sun is passing through a house, of course, it's to put more emphasis on it. So this is a house of money, of resources that you earn yourself. But ultimately, your ability to earn resources or money comes right down to how you value yourself, how worthy you are to receive and in this mm-hmm. way, there's a lot of she has a lot of protection energy in this part of her chart, um, because cancer is ultimately a crab, right? It's symbolically a crab with a hard shell that's covering a soft inner body. And right. so she makes to break down some walls, and emotions are a great way to break down some walls mm-hmm. and break through to your her ultimate value, her ultimate worth as a mother, as a woman, as a human being, as a whatever it is that, she, that you do in the world, right? So checking with yourself to make sure you are um, in alignment with worth and value. You know, human beings have intrinsic value. It's not about what you do. It's about who you be. Loving, generous, kind, beautiful, all of that is so much more valuable than the fact that you're a hairdresser or that you're a doctor or a lawyer or a, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. So, Absolutely. So, so what I would say for her, for her is that she's, she's in a period of re-evaluation, um, revaluing herself and her role in the world. Uh, and looking also, she is coming up. She was born in 71, so we are looking at, that would make her 46-ish. <laughs> I like how I put the ish into it. I, um, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like ish. It's like one of my favorite ish words. Um, yes. <laughs> she, she is in the closeout phase of her Chiron, 
uh, Chiron returns between age 50 and 52. And so that means that at this point in time, she's in the last phase of the Chiron wounding. And her natal Chiron was in the sign of Aries, which means there's a struggle here for independence versus dependence. Mm-hmm. Knowing, knowing when to open your heart and allow people in to help you. And knowing when it's time for you to stand on your own two feet and take action. And for her, she's in the last part of the self-love, self-compassion part of before she can move on to really learn that value of independence and being dependent in the right way at the right time. You know, uh, the, the, the people with Chiron and Aries who are just now getting to that point where they're going to be, you know, getting to their 50s in the next few years, they're dealing and struggling with when do I let my walls down and let people help me? Right, That saying, no man is an island, no woman is an Mm -hmm. island, is very true for them, right? It's okay to stand on your own two feet, but you also have to be able to let people to help you if you need help. Um, Where combining our energies gets us further than trying to go it alone. So big lesson for Mm -hmm. her right now in who she's hanging out with who she surrounds herself by, you know, the people that are influencing her in her life right now. And uh, so a lot of lessons in that. And I wonder, you know, is she's most likely married. And right now that is also under the gun. The house of marriage is, um, is playing host to the, the planet Saturn, which is, a, a, a planet of structuring, a planet of looking at the limits of the boundaries of whatever it is it's touching. So, mm-hmm. you know, possibly, possibly is there a relationship that's stagnating uh, that needs to have some action, you know, around it, some something to spice it up and to put it in new territory? Uh, is she in a relationship where she been too limited or she has had the effect of limiting the other person all questions coming up right now and here is my one concern about her chart is that jupiter is about ready to make the move into her house of health and jupiter is a benevolent planet it can often bestow upon us wonderful things growth optimism uh healing energy and uh that evolution and consciousness, but it can also exacerbate any underlying conditions that have left been left untreated. So if there is anything that you suspect is going on in your body, this is the time to take care of it. Go to the doctor, get a checkup, go to your, your uh, naturopath and make sure you're doing everything you can to support your body because Jupiter can either enhance this or it can uh, literally cause more trouble. And there's a long-term transit for her in this, like almost uh, two full years of Jupiter in her sixth house of health. So, Mm. ideas. But I I see this this one is a positive that can also turn bad very quickly if if you're not on top of things. And that's, you know, you know, at 46 years old, the potential for things to go south exists much more dynamically than it did when you were in your 20s or your 30s. So it's sure. worth paying attention. 
Health is important. Make sure your diet is good, that you're getting exercise, getting enough rest. The one thing that mid-40s often deals with is burnout. So I would love, if if she can ever contact me, Janet, A-A-N-E-T, at living-astrology.com. Please do and let me know you're doing and what's going on in your life so I can better gauge how to put you here on your health because I suspect that there's a potential here for this for this beautiful lady to be burning herself out right Janet I'm so pleased that you mentioned how to connect with you because we haven't mentioned your website today living-astrology.com and right, you offer so much on there. Uh, anyone is welcome to visit your website, I believe, and ask for a human design chart. So Correct. maybe you're listening for the first time. Maybe it's the first time you've really thought about the impact that astrology and um, our birthing time and place uh has on our lives it's a fascinating topic isn't it and it can open our eyes to oh this is why this is happening to me at the moment (laughs) (laughs) oh this is why this is happening why is this not happening etc exactly so please listeners um, you might have heard Janet many times before and still not have visited her website please do Give yourself a treat and a gift. <laughs> a free gift of a human design chart. Um, which brings me to how I really wanted to end this talk today on the age of Aquarius and how we're um, you know, meant to traverse these waters as we start to move into this age more fully. And that is, you know, Anea, uh, Annette, Anea and Annette, um, I've, I've often said that my favorite saying is know thyself. I, I almost believe that that is the, the, the number one tenet that all of us as human beings should have. Because if we know ourselves and our own energy, who we really are, then we can stay in our own lanes. We don't have to cross over into other people's lanes of traffic and try to be the people that we're not. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that creates so much pressure and stress on us when we're doing that, you know, that, that we just don't need in our lives. And I am certain that the more that we as human beings come to know ourselves and our true energy signatures, the easier this time ahead of us becomes. The more that we become, and it seems almost um, counterintuitive, Right, that to know myself and to understand who I am is really going to help me be a better person in the larger world. But in truth, it really does. It's like the stewardess telling you, you get on an airplane, that if the air masks drop, put yours on first and help someone else because mm. you can't help someone if you can't breathe. It's the same thing here. Sure. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know how to express yourself appropriately, and correctly, then you can't really share your gifts and talents in a way that's really effective. So you owe it to yourself, every one of you, 
to get a reading, and it doesn't have to be from me. It could be from whoever you resonate with, but find out who you really are and who you are really meant to be. Find out the gifts that you are and how you're here to share your gifts and your talents to yourself. And that way, as we move more fully into this age of Aquarian energy, um, we can start expressing, we can choose consciously to express the high side of the energy and not so much have to be at the uh, the victim edge of the expression of the negative. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> but it's so true, Janet. We do need to know ourselves and accept ourselves. You know, no matter what stage of life we're in, to be able to accept uh ourselves every part of us and to value ourselves Uh, Mm -hmm. we might have lines on our faces well every line has a story (laughs) we might have scars on our body (laughs) they have stories no value uh this body and as you say treat it well treat it with love you know what mm-hmm. what am i ingesting and it's not only the food that we ingest uh it's the emotions as well you know how mm-hmm. am i am i stuffing my my body full of emotions or am i releasing my emotions at the time you know dealing mm-hmm. with situations in a kind way to ourselves as well as other people absolutely the one lesson that we should take away from the departing age of of pisces is that of compassion both to ourselves and our fellow man fellow human beings because Mm -hmm. um, i think sometimes we're eager to leave ourselves out of that equation and we do deserve compassion and we are worthy to receive anything that we desire we just have to name it. we have to name what we want and then from that mm-hmm. we can begin to share of our bounty and not share from our deficits or what we term our lack and i think that makes everybody on the planet happier you, you know terrorism and those kinds of heavy duty can't exist when everybody's getting what they desire so true. Right? <laughs> so true. That's all and they it, want. And it, comes, and it comes back to what we can do, you know, rather than concerning ourselves with what other people might be doing. It's, okay, how can I be the best that I can be for myself and for others? Because, you know, it's the ripple effect, isn't it? If I'm... Yes. Um, being my best, if I'm coming from love, then that's what I'm sending out. What a wonderful on Janet. I Thank you <laughs> I so it. much for today. I look forward to being with you um, the, fourth, the fourth week of July. Thank you, thank you, hey. thank you. Thank you, Annette. I love and sharing on your show. Thank you, Janet. Everybody, thank you for being here today. Another wonderful show of Angel Heart Radio. As I said, next week, Marnie Perna joins me. I hope you will too. Bye for now. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. 
You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio. We are thrilled and delighted to inspire and support you and help you remember just how amazing you already are.